Good morning, wonderful people. Okay, I'm sorry, I should say good day because I don't know if it's the morning wherever you are. It's morning in Lagos, Nigeria. So, today, on this episode, in view of the Father's Day celebration that was about, say, some days back, we are going to be talking about Father's love. Father's love. So, I'm going to be, um, say, opening our eyes to some things about Father's love using a story from the Bible. What story is this? The story is story of the prodigal son prodigal son so we're just gonna bible the book of luke chapter 15 luke 15 we start from verse 11 yeah verse 11 so let's go and he said a certain man had two sons and the younger son said to his father but don't give me the portion of goods that follows to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey to a far country. And there wasted his substance with righteous living. I'll stop there for now. So we just enter into this podcast, to this episode, rather. We just enter into this episode, saying this story. And then we'll expound more on it, you know. But before we go further, Holy Spirit, open our eyes to see what you have for us in today's episode. Help us to know the things you want us to know. Help give us understanding of you. Help us to see you. Help us to know you more. At the end, help us to run to you whenever we are down. Thank you, Father, prayers, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, we stop at verse 13. What's happening so far? They said a certain man had two sons. Then, then so two sons. They have shown us that there's a younger and there's an older. There's an older. So they said the younger of the sons came to his father and said, "Father, give me part of my inheritance, like things I'm inheriting from you. Give it to me now. I want to use it now." And the father did just exactly as the son said, divided it and gave it to his son, the younger one, take your own share. So he said, not long after the father gave it to him, some days after, the son took his share and traveled into a far country, far from where they were living. And he wasted all that his father gave to him on rubbish. King James Version says, on riotous living. Grammar. One day, I think I read this story, and I asked one of my um, teenagers to explain to me what riotous living means. My people, she couldn't, or what riotous means, she couldn't. So I said, How come you are reading something that you don't understand and you didn't try to find a way to get what they are saying? She just looked at me and I quickly moved. So I'm sorry about that. I just wanted to be funny, and I guess I wasn't. So, the very friend of my trust living. What does my trust mean? My trust is the one that caused this story that I'm talking about. My trust, that word. I'm going to go into the dictionary, right? check. Because some other versions do not say my trust. Some other versions say um, spent it recklessly. Yeah. Some other version says he spent it recklessly, but King James now, he said, Why 
So we'll just check for the new righteous in the Bible, uh, in the dictionary, and it says unrestrained. Mm. So I guess other versions that say is reckless, they know what they're saying because reckless simply means unrestrained. So it said he spent it unrestrained. That is nothing restraining him. He just spent it. Spent it. And usually money that you don't work for. People usually spend it anyhow. I don't know if you get my point. So that's what happened with us younger son who spends the money anyhow so we go on in this story so verse 13 says and when he had spent all jesus christ they said his father was a rich man and this guy had spent all you know you know few times there arose a mighty famine in that land and he began to be in want 15 and he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into the fields into his fields to feed the swine and he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat and no man gave unto him and when he came to himself he said how many hard servants of my father have bread enough and to spare and i perish with hunger i just want to stop there okay so like i said this, the bible says there was a certain man had two sons. Okay, I think I don't like this King James as that now. Because some other translation says a certain rich man. I prefer those ones. You know, they let you know the extent his father's property. You know, at least it can give us an idea. The extent to his father's wealth or to his father's property. Because this one that I say this guy spent the money in no time. So that you will not be thinking that maybe it's ten era or it's just one poor man that his father is that is what made him able to spend the money in no time. No. The father is not a poor man. Other translation says is a is was okay. Even if other translation does not say it's okay. The fact that he said that I would go to my father's house. That um, how many iron servants of my father's have bread? That is have food enough and able to spare. That means to tell you that the father is okay, comfortable to the extent that he has servants, and those servants even have enough to eat and even to give. <laughs> because if you have enough to eat and spare, that means you are still comfortable to his father is comfortable enough that his servants too are comfortable. That's the simple meaning. So before somebody can be comfortable enough for the servants to also to be comfortable. That means the person is wealthy. Yeah. And so I want to just open that our mind to that to let you know that it's not just a regular random guy on the road that the father gave one and he spent any hour. No, a wealthy man. So before the father can split that what's it called and give him his own share. The father had justice also. He gave him one part of all that he had. Saying son, take. And the son spent it all. Before we open eyes and close, money are finished. He said, after he finished spending everything, there was a famine in that land. And he lacked. He was in want. He didn't have what to eat at home. He said, he now had to go and work in a pig farm. One who did not even work before, but was spending money anyhow in some months back now I had to go and work in a pig's farm and the Bible says he would be so hungry 
that he would even want to eat the pig's food but i guess that the pig's food was already so rationed that he could not even eat from it so the bible says he was not able to take on the pig's food he would want to eat the pig's food but no man gave it to him that means whatever was given to him was enough just to feed the pig the pigs and he couldn't take out of it or maybe there was a supervisor or you know that was checking to make sure he didn't take more than the pigs needed to eat how the mighty are falling. I mean, a rich man's son, a wealthy man's son, one whose father's slave could eat and still spare, was now working in a pig's farm and was now hungry or was in want. Hmm. This is what sin does to one. Sin just causes you to fall from your high seat of honor and you fall down flat on the ground. So after this, you know, he now came to himself. God says he came to himself. Other versions or translations say he realized himself. God says he came to the realization of himself. And says he came to his senses. That means all that he has been doing, he do in his right hand. So he now came to his senses. Ah, how can I be suffering myself? My father had slaves. And these slaves have more than enough things. And they even can give out of what they have. Let me go back home. If I cannot be a, if my father cannot accept me as a son, I will be a slave in his house. Do you know before he could even want to be a slave in his father's house? It means his father is okay, comfortable, and he treats his slaves well. So verse 15 now says, I will arise and go to my father and say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. See something about this story. Hmm? But I'm pointing to us as we celebrate Father's Day. I've known so many people that said, Eh, my daddy, he will kill me. If I do this, he will kill me. Or if I do that, he will kill me. Eh, my daddy. I cannot see people are so afraid of their parents or of their father. They say, ah, I don't want to offend my dad, blah, blah, blah. It really is a good thing to So respect or have regard for your father. I don't want to make him sad or offend him. You know, it's a good thing. But there's something I want us to take note of here. Parents, I want us to take note of something. Or even if you're not parents yet, you'll be a parent one day, you know. This son could go back to his father. He could think that, let me go back to my father. Do you think if his father was a wicked man, he would think of going back to his father? He knew that there was acceptance. There's always acceptance at home. That was why even when he messed up, he could still think of going back home. He knew there was acceptance in his father's home. He knew there was acceptance in his father's arms. How many of us make our children feel this way? How many of us make our children feel like they can always come home regardless of whatever it is they do or they've done? And that will help them take care of them. And even if you say, how can we just let children feel that way? They feel that they can be messing up anyhow. No, we just necessarily give them a liberty to mess up or to just act however they choose or please. It's the same love that God um, shows to us when He says, Whosoever believes in him will not pressure that everlasting life. Regardless, whosoever, that word is deep. 
whosoever that is even the cinnamon, even the murderer, even the um liar, even the thief, even the fraudster, even the person embezzled public funds, whosoever believes in him. So you know this to show us that this father is a typology of our God. One who does not regard your sin or how great your sin is or how great or how big a sin you've done is who does not regard how you've lived or the mess that you are in but who has an open door policy you can always come to me you can always come to me you can always come to me it doesn't matter regardless of what you've done or where you are at at this moment you can always come to me this is one lesson that i want us to learn as children of god emulating or imbibing our father's culture Let's be like our father in heaven. Let's have this culture or policy of people can always come back to her regardless of what they do. I know people, especially people that have legalistic thinking or what's it called, that feel that their own salvation they bought it by themselves. You know, I have this works mentality. They find this hard to believe that there is a God who accepts people just the way that they are, regardless of what they've done. They think that this would give an avenue to um, cause people to become more sinful, or to cause people to live any how they like, or recklessly, or to continue to live in sin. But no, Apostle already said, this is not what I'm saying in Romans. He says, are we saying then that people should continue to live in sin and ask for grace? He says, no, that's not what we are saying. No, how can you have even died if they want to live in sin again? No, possible. That's what Pastor Paul said in Romans 6. That's not what we are saying. We're not saying that should be called that your open door policy will now cause people to mm, keep on sinning or keep on living in sin. No, but just let people know that regardless of how deep they've gotten themselves into any mess, they can always find their way back home. So it just shows that you're not judgmental. Even Jesus, in his word in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 17. Let's go. John 3, 17 says, The son of... That's the son of... God. Did not come to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He says that most of us can understand this, and then we'll stop being judgmental. And we stop saying, eh? After everything has done, eh? God forbid, eh? God did not think that after everything you are done, He accepted you just the way that you are. So why is it hard for you to accept your fellow brethren or your children or whoever, for whatever reason, for whatever thing they've done to you? Just be an open door policy as a parent. Let your child know that they can always continue. One thing I cherish about children, you know, children. When God says, let be like little children for theirs is the kingdom of God. God was right on point. He knows what he was saying. Because children and babies, if they fall, like even if that path that they were treading, you already told them, don't go there, don't go there. Baby, don't go there. If you go there, you fall. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. And they did not hear you. They kept on going to that place where you told them not to go. Once they fall, they cry. They cry and they run back to you. And they come to tell you, Mama, 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 Mama. So I tell you that God wants us to be like that. One that easily goes back to his father, even when he misses the road. You know, usually, we know that God never leaves nor forsakes us. 
that's what the fourteenth says. John sixteen, I think, also says that that we find us the helper that will never leave or forsake us. You know, even Psalm twenty-seven says, "When my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will do it, take me up." So we know that we have a God that will never leave or forsake us. The Lord that will take us up, regardless of whatever we do. So that means that whenever we offend or we do something wrong, it is us that stepped out of God's loving embrace, I stepped out of His warm grace. No, wahala. Since you stepped out of that grace, please come back home. The Father is willing to accept you. He does not fault you. He does not judge you. He just loves you. This is the message that I want us to take home from this Father's Day celebration. God loves you so much, regardless of what you've done. It doesn't matter how deep that sin has been. It doesn't matter how long you've been in it. It doesn't matter how deep that addiction is. How far you've gone in that addiction of gaming, or that addiction of gambling, or of betting, or that addiction of drinking, of smoking. It doesn't matter how long you've been prostituting your body. It doesn't matter. God does not love all these things, but it doesn't matter how long you've been in it, or how far you've gone. Just come to God. He will accept you, wash you clean, give you a new start. Psalms 103 says that as far as the east is to the west, so far as He's taking our sins away from us. He will take your sins far away from you and give you a new beginning. This is what God does for His children. This is what God does to His children. Could you come home? As a father, He loves you. He has this open door policy of you can always come to me. Yes. So you can always come to ground to know that no matter what you do, no matter how far you go, if you ask me, because I know this is what causes some people in that them from coming back. So our Father God is always accepting, always forgiving. Come to Him. I see most people have these issues of ah, I've done so much, my sins are so great. God does I'm sure God does not even want to have anything to do with somebody like me. I'm sure God does not even want to talk to me. So I would rather do it. I would rather continue my sin and um let uh, judgment come. I'm sure that I'm going to go to hell. That's the wrong mentality. That's not God though. God did not say your sins are too much. It's you that on your own are thinking that way. God does not think that way of you. He sees you as the one who is precious enough for his son to shed his blood for. If you are not precious enough, you would have let his son shed his blood for you. It shows you how precious that you are. So if you are this precious and God sees just the preciousness in you, why should you see the worst in yourself? Come to God. Come to Him. Come to God. He loves you. He wants to have everything to do with you. He wants you to come to Him. Just come and love Him. Come and embrace Him. Embrace His love. Embrace His grace. Embrace His... Um, accept His embrace. His warm embrace. Know that this God is our Father even unto death. No one will not leave your... Um, total dove. That's what it says in his word. He does not leave his total dove to the hands of the evil doers. God will not leave you to just die like that. He 
didn't want people to die like that. That's why I sent his son Jesus. Still, that love still speaks. That love is still available. The love that saves. You know, if we read that Luke 7 and 15 further, you see that as that son um, arose and 20 says, he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran. Look at this. Look at that love, the love where the father had been waiting. Because what father could have seen him from afar, I mean, the father must have been outside of the house waiting for his son, eager for his son to return. The same way God is eager for you, he doesn't want any man to perish, he doesn't want anything else to perish. The other wants him to come to repentance. So come on to God, trust the way that you are. It's going to cleanse you, it's going to wash you clean, make you whole, and give you a brand new life. Are you ready to come to God? I will lead you in this prayer of faith. Father, I know I've done wrong. I know I've been stupid. I know I've been foolish and reckless in my way of living. I'm sorry for all of this. Please forgive me. Today, I come to you. I know that I cannot live my life by myself. I've tried doing it in the past and it's just been wrong. I need your help. I need you to lead me, to help me, to support me, to strengthen me, guide my steps. At the end, Lord, I want to just reign within your kingdom. I want to be your own truly. Thank you for answered prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have said that prayer, it's as simple as which has come safe. What I want to enjoy you to do is to get a Bible and begin to read. This is where you can know God, the mind of God. This is where God can lead you in his word. This is how God can lead you. So this guy can teach you the things he wants requires of you. This is how we can help you to live for him at a time such as this in this world that behind. This is how we can teach you to live for him in his word. So get the Bible, begin to follow through them as you want to begin to read the Bible. Ask the Holy Spirit to give understanding of the word to you. After you've been filled now after you've um, become born again, one thing I'd also like for you to do is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to be filled with the Holy Spirit, just say this prayer after me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit, which is for every of your children, of whom I am in part. I hereby receive the gift of the Holy Spirit that you promised to all of your children. Thank you for giving me this gift. In Jesus' name, we begin to pray. Whatever comes to your tongue, God begins to say, it's as simple as I begin to pray in other spirits. You have become filled with the Holy Spirit. So if you've done this, I greet you congratulations and welcome to the family of God. Get your Bible, like I said earlier, begin to go through the world, begin to learn of your father, learn of this new life that you have become a part of. Then find the Bible believing church around you. If you are not sure of what church attend, you can send me a message. I would um send you what's it called? I can send you um uh, suggestions of churches that you can attend around you then also i'd love for you to do what so you can begin to attend service attend church gather with other brethren and learn of god learn the new ways learn the ways of this new life that you have come to thank you so much i hope you've been blessed i have been blessed by this episode thank you so we'll meet again some other time bye bye love you